0: Hi everyone, my name is Jim Babilis, workplace relations legal officer and here today I have me with Bree Mourinho. Hi Bree, how are you going?
1: Hi Jim, I'm good, how are you?
0: Good and it's episode 201 and today we're talking about the case of Tainch and Wilna v Cooperative bulk handling, a 2021 decision.
1: So, Jim, this is a case that addresses the production of material in an investigation. Is that right?
0: Yes, that's true.
1: So, what was the issue?
0: Well, fundamentally, the issue came down to the disclosure of material, material really, in an external disciplinary investigation. And principally, I guess, it comes down to, you know, uh, legal professional privilege extending to documents, and if not, when they must be disclosed. In this particular case, uh, Taysha, we'll just call it that, the Fair Work Commission ruled upon a claim of legal professional privilege over documents that uh, the employer um, and its external investigators were ordered to produce in an unfair dismissal proceedings. Essentially, what it came down to is two employees, which is called them the applicants, commenced proceedings against the, against the employer, alleging that they were unfairly dismissed from their employment. And the applicants essentially were arguing that uh, they, they were dismissed following an investigation of a relating to agreements in which it was alleged that they had engaged in workplace bullying towards an apprentice as well as a group of apprentices. Um, essentially following on from this I guess the upon receipt of the grievance the employers engaged a law firm to investigate and this law firm in turn you know instructed a group of external investigators to really conduct the workplace investigation for them.
1: And can you elaborate on the background?
0: Yeah essentially in this particular matter I guess um what it really comes down to is the FERware Commission ruled that uh, legal professional privilege over documents, um, it really had to do is how far legal professional privilege does extend. Um, as I indicated a little bit early on, it was really a, a grievance procedure in terms of uh, uh, in terms of a disciplinary process. And that's really what um, it, it really looks at how you extend and how you interpret legal professional privilege in those circumstances.
1: Jim, you undertake many workplace investigations. Is it common to see employers not pr- provide material?
0: Yeah. Listen, it is. I guess there are several reasons why this does occur. Mainly, the material will not be provided if it's subject to legal professional privilege, commercial confidence, or common interest privilege.
1: And does this issue of compliance arise often, and is it a source of concern? Uh, yeah, that's
0: a great point, Brie. Yes, it does, and it is a source of concern. For example, let's just use you know the mental health EBA for instance. Clause twenty two point three is a is a common source of concern. Uh, specifically, I guess you know what is the purpose of an investigation, and really, I guess if you look at some parts of our EBAs, which is I guess. Um, you know, the employer having to provide the employee of the concerns, you know, in, a, in allegations in writing and really the material which forms the base of the concerns. And mo- most of those sub are found in our, in our EBAs. So it, it is a source of common issue that we do, do come up against. And realistically, I guess, um, you know, what material forms the base of the concerns. And as you can appreciate, many of these materials will obviously be subject to legal professional privilege as well.
1: So what did the Fair Work Commission have to consider in this matter?
0: Listen, initially, I guess, uh, when this matter came before you know Deputy, uh, Deputy President Beaumont, um, an order was made that the, respo- that the employer and the external investigators produced to the commission all communications between the respondent, the external investigators and the law firm uh, in question, specifically in relation to the workplace investigation. The employer claimed that certain documents were confidential and were subject to legal professional privilege. One of the main categories, I guess, uh, that they did rely on in claiming that the documents were, in fact, privileged uh, really related, I guess, to um, what was put, you know, the investigation and the documents put to the um, to the applicants. Let's just call those investigation documents. And this really included correspondence between the law firm and the investigators, various documents prepared by the responder and the law firm as well as documents and correspondence that were also prepared by the external investigators. And this did include, uh, believe it or not, the the interview records and the investigation report as well. Um, The employer claimed that the investigation documents were subject to LPP as they were created for the dominant purpose of obtaining or giving legal advice. And realistically, what the Fair Work Commission was required to determine was really two key points. Number one, the investi- investigation documents were created for the dominant purpose of obtaining or giving legal advice to the employer from the law firm. And secondly, the invest- if the investigation documents were in fact privileged, that the privilege had been waived by the employer through its actions. The employer submitted that each of the investigation documents was created because it sought legal advice in relation to the bullying complaint, investigating the complaint and potentially taking disciplinary action as well the employees or the applicants in this instance uh, argued obviously to the opposite of that they claimed that the invest- investigation documents were in fact not privileged um, Really, on the basis that um, the documents were, were used to determine the allegations and whether disciplinary action really ought to be taken or was an option in this instance the employees also argued that obtaining legal advice was just really secondary to to this entire investigation. It wasn't really the primary component. And what they did is they relied upon other letters that were issued to them by their employer during this process to argue that the dominant purpose test of the investigation was, determined, was to determine whether disciplinary action could be taken and realistically from their perspective not to seek legal advice.
1: So what did the Fair Work Commission determine?
0: Listen, Ian, the Federal Commission essentially determined that the claim of legal professional privilege, if we just localise it to that, um, from the perspective of D.P. um uh, they had to consider, I guess, what LPP is from the relevant case law. And they did obviously rely on on some recent cases. Uh, the case of Stephen and Seahill Enterprises did come up. And this is where the full bench stated that... <clears throat> In this, in that particular case, uh, they did not have power under Section 592, subsection seven, of the Fair Work Act, to order the production of, document, of documents over which legal professional privilege was claimed. So that was actually something that was actually relied on. Um, ultimately, uh, the Commission did not agree with the applicants, or sorry, the employers' contentions. Uh, in the Commission's view, the only purpose of the investigation, and really came came down to the sole purpose uh was that the documents were created in connection with the investigation itself and that was really for the law firm to provide legal advice to their client being the employer or responder the commission uh, determined that what really this meant was that legal professional privilege was directly applicable to the investigation documents and process themselves um, dp beaumont did not agree that the letters and correspondences issued by the or issued to the applicants, during the investigation process demonstrated the legal advice was not the dominant purpose of the investigation documents. So that was something that did come up as well. And further, um, uh, DP Beaumont also um, found that really subject to certain exclusions or certain unique instances, unique instances that the investigation documents attract a legal professional privilege. realistically uh, at the end of the day the Commission was just not satisfied that there had been any particular waiver of privilege.
1: So can it be said that this decision left unanswered questions?
0: Listen I'd say not. I think it's probably a fair summary that the collect legal interpretation has actually been applied.
1: So what can our members take from this decision?
0: So I guess it's very common for our members to conduct workplace investigations internally or engage an external investigation firm firm to conduct the investigation. In such circumstances, I guess the protection provided by legal professional privilege um, might not necessarily be available. Uh, So members need to be quite vigilant about this. But um, following on from this particular matter, whether workplace investigation is to be conducted by, say, an external investigation firm is specifically a law firm or in an instance where legal advice may be obtained for that investigation, um, then the protection is there. I guess, uh, you know, in many instances, our members utilise us, VHAA or a law firm. So if we could probably just summarise that the protection will apply based on this decision. Um, you know, the, I think we could probably just note it down to this. The employer was, you know, quite successfully able to maintain the claim of privilege over the investigation documents as though, you know, created with the dominant purpose of a law firm, providing the employer with a legal advice. And I think that's really what our members need to take on board, which is if it's a law firm or any form of legal advice, the privilege does apply.
1: Okay. So have you got any final thoughts for us?
0: Listen, I just think um, members just need to be quite vigilant and specific around workplace investigations. I think that's probably the key. Thanks, Jim. Cheers. Thank you.